see nothing yet. Rock and roll is alive in Britain, my friends. That's what I'm talking about. Paul Buck Power Stewart joins us from across the pond late at night. He is uh, dancing the night away. Paul Buck Power Stewart, what do you know about Bachman Turner Overdrive? They had a big hit with that over here in 1975, and it was also used in a British sitcom. It's a very famous song. Good afternoon, TC. Good afternoon, Numchuck. Good afternoon, everybody in Vegas and Nevada from London, England. Pop it up, Numchuck, because you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about being video. You can see butt power going to town right now. One of my all-time favorites. I love a little PTO. All right, Buck Power, we got a lot to get to here today. Well, hey, since you brought up music and everything, now, word has it that, did you see Lionel Richie over there? And I know you mentioned Pet Shop Boys are coming uh, uh, very, very soon. Have you experienced either one of those yet? So, yeah, Lionel Richie was a couple of weeks ago. He was playing a live concert down here in the southwest of England. He's 74 years old. He was absolutely brilliant, TC. It was one of the best gigs I've been to. And Wednesday night, I'm going to see the Pet Shop Boys at the same venue. They're the last of my 80s bands that were on my bucket list. I've seen everybody else from Adam and the Ants to the Boomtown Rats to Spandau Ballet, Culture Club. Seen them all. Now I'm finally ticking off the Pet Shop Boys on Wednesday. I love it. I love the Pet Shop Boys, little West End Girls. Hopefully they do like a 20-minute version of West End Girls. You, you have to report back to us on that one now. I will do indeed. I'll post you some pictures up on social media. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be one of, one of the best gigs I've, I've looked forward to for many years. Now, Buck Power mentioned Spandu Ballet. Now, back in my old DJ days, all right, I would play Spandu Ballet true, okay? That was the only song that I ever Knew they did, Buck Power. I don't even know how they can conduct a concert unless you telling me they've had multi-hits. But here in the States, I mean, that was it. It was only True. Yeah, True was the number one hit over here in 83. That was their only number one. They had many other top ten hits, songs like Gold, Through the Barricades. They were one of the great sort of early 80s new romantic bands that came along with bands like Duran Duran, ABC, Human League. Spando were really good. Now, they've now split up. They'll, they'll never play again. But they were, they were a great band. I was, I'm glad to saw them a few years ago as well. So what concerts have you seen in the United States? Or when you come usually to Tampa, do you, you probably don't even have time to go to concerts, but uh, can you recall any, any concerts in the States you've seen? No, the only ones I could say I've been to would be the halftime show at the Super Bowl where I was so close to the front I could see up Shania Twain's skirt. <laughs> and how was that view for you? Uh, it was interesting. I was more concerned about getting back to the second half of the game so the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl, TC. Oh, too funny. Wait, that was more that was more important to you than Shania Twain? Shania Twain? What, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had my priorities right there, Numchuck. <laughs> so, we had baseball this uh, past weekend in England, as you know. Now, Numchuck, I don't know. I'm just going to say this on the air here. Our, t- our Tim Kirchin audio. Do we have our Tim? Can we play our Tim Kirchner audio with, with Buck Power on here or not? Does technology allow us to do that? 
Have you ever been to a baseball game? I've never been. To, I've like seen parts of it on TikTok, but I've never like properly been to a baseball game before in my life. Do you know anything about baseball? I know very, very little. I mean, I've I've watched Moneyball. Do you even know what baseball is? Yeah, definitely. I do know it. Do you know who Tim Kirchin is? He's a very tall, very handsome man. Lives in the United States. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. No, 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 not at all. All right, I was kidding. All right, thank you. Tim Kirchin on uh, ESPN, and uh, they're broadcasting this th- these games. Buck Power, I, by the looks of uh, you, I could tell that uh, you weren't happy about that little soundbite. No, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Tim Kirchin. I listen to him on Buster Olney's podcast every week, and I had a lot of respect for him. A piece like that is insulting because he's been told by his ESPN ESPN producers to go out, find a couple of random people in the street who probably have got no idea about baseball and pretend that's what the whole of Britain thinks. Mm-hmm. It would be like me walking down the strip in Vegas, asking a couple of people, oh, what do you know about Premier League soccer? And because they don't, can't name all the teams, immediately assuming everyone in America can't do it either. That is cheap appallingly bad journalism. And I've got, a, I've lost a lot of respect for ESPN for even doing that. Yeah, I know what you're saying with that. And again, it's, it's kind of too cute. And this is what they like to do. Um, let's talk about baseball in London. All right. So yeah. we, we had the Cubs and the Cardinals. We had two games. Uh, Cubs won the first game. What was it? Nine to one. And then we had the Cardinals win seven to five yeah. y- yesterday. Now, here's the question. We know how much you love baseball, Buck Power, and you're an icon, you know, back in England. I, I know you play. <laughs> I- Did you have anything to do with this? Did you have something to do with Major League Baseball bringing baseball to England? Well, back in the day, I was very involved in British baseball. So we've had baseball in Britain for over 140 years. The first British final took place in 1890. And in fact, in 1870, the Boston Red Stockings and the Philadelphia Athletics came to the UK to play exhibition games. So this by far definitely wasn't the first time baseball had been on this side of the Atlantic. But it it isn't like a niche sport, just like you'd have soccer leagues in Nevada. We've had baseball here in the UK. And I played for 14 seasons in the British League. In 1988, I called the British final alongside Ernie Banks, Mr. Baseball himself from Cubs days. I I called the game with him. I didn't call the following year because I was playing in it. Uh, My team lost in the final to the Enfield Spartans. So baseball is big in the UK. And just like we've talked in the past about how the NFL games in, in London, or a celebration of the NFL, and everyone comes to watch. That is what happened with these two baseball games. There were 55,000 people at a converted soccer stadium. It was the Olympic Stadium where we had the, the 2012 Athletics Olympics, and it's now owned by, used by West Ham Football Club. It was packed out. The tickets sold out immediately. It was a huge celebration of baseball. And like we said again in the past, if you had a Premier League soccer game in Vegas, every soccer fan in Nevada would come to be part of it. It's that kind of huge celebration that we were doing this weekend. And it was a great success, apart from the four people Tim Kirchin interviewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the history of baseball there in England. Now, we we know that... Um, we know what your national pastime is. We, we get that. It, it's soccer. We've talked about cricket before. All right. Is, is there, I mean, what, how popular really is this game and the people that are attending these games? I mean, were they mostly Americans? Were they English people? Did they understand it? 
Yes, they were all British baseball fans. Now, this is where the internet has made the world a smaller place. You can now watch any sport you want anywhere around the world. So if you want to watch Aussie rules football in Nevada, if you want to watch Indian Indian Premier League cricket in LA, you can do it. So I've been a baseball fan for, for nearly 40 years. You know, I love the game. I watch every Rays game. I play fantasy baseball. I love it. But the 55,000 people who were there on Saturday and 55,000 yesterday, they were all real baseball fans. Just like the people who go to the NFL games are real NFL fans. They knew what was going on and they loved and I say it's just the same as if you put a soccer game into Vegas, everyone would come and watch it and they would know what was going on because they're fans of the sport TC. Mm-hmm. So where is the popularity right now of baseball, do you think, there? It's a niche sport, TC. It's in terms of the American sports, the NFL is number one, basketball is two, baseball is three, hockey is four. And they will never ever compete with the big sports. You know, soccer is king over here. We're now in the summer. Cricket is everything. England are playing Australia in a five-match series. Australia won the first game. That is really taking over the world. If Numchuck, if you're supporting Australia, me and you are going to fall out pretty quickly <laughs> because you've got to support England. It's you know you've got the big sports that you have, like you have your four big sports, and you have other sports that fit in and a niche around that. And that's the same for baseball over here. It will always have games on TV. People could watch it via internet subscriptions, but it's never going to take over from one of the main sports, just like soccer or cricket or rugby is never going to take over from your big four sports in, in America. So is Major League Baseball, Did were they solely doing this because of what the NFL has done and bringing those games there because I'm just tr- just trying to figure because we, okay sure NFL Major League Baseball I don't know what's more popular I'm thinking foot NFL is probably more popular neither one is is a British sport or has any British ties whatsoever but I mean why is did Major League Baseball all of a sudden decide hey let's go to England. Well, I think yeah, the NFL was very successful, TC. They started doing pre-season games in the 80s and then regular season games in 2007. Basketball has taken games to other countries. Hockey has done it. They've done international series games in hockey. So this was the next step. And now a very good friend of mine, John Boyd, who runs British Baseball, I've played against him and been friends with him for many years. He was instrumental in lobbying with Major League Baseball. Look, you've seen how successful this has been for the other sports. Why don't you do it? Now, it's a lot easier. When you when you take an NFL game, you're giving up one of eight home games in a season, which is hard on the home fans. With baseball, you've got 81 home games. So it's a lot easier. They took one Cubs home game, one Cardinal home game so it was a much easier sell to to the visiting fans to go and do that one so yes it was really successful and and like I say Major League Baseball is just following on from what all the other sports are doing and going international because when you sell merchandise it doesn't matter if you sell merchandise in in Tampa in LA in St. Louis or in London it's still revenue going back to Major League Baseball. All right Paul so I'm going to go on my little I'm going to go one day early with my terrible Tuesday you know takes here because and this has nothing to do with you whatsoever, but it is somewhat uh, appalling to a certain degree for uh, um, Major League Baseball. I mean, even say NFL. 
I do not like this. And I know there are a lot of fans in America, the exact same thing, do not like taking our sports over there. And the baseball thing really irks me. I mean, football, I don't like it at all. The players don't like it at all. The the coaches have no one likes it at all. And fans don't like it. And you know the history. All right. It started with teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans and, and teams, you know, in the Raiders when they were in Oakland where they couldn't sell out. Uh, and the only reason the NFL started doing this so the owners can make more money. All right. And try to go global. And they don't take into consideration the fans. Well, now with Major League Baseball, you're doing the exact same thing. Sure. Granted, you have 81 home dates. Okay. It's a long season, 162 games overall, but to take a Cubs Cardinals game, which is really, I mean, it, it's, this is like a religious sort. You know, it's, it's like Yankees and Red Sox. It's the exact same thing. To take away a couple home games from either one of these teams, that is sacrilegious. It is ridiculous to do that. And I know that, that, that fans in those cities are very upset about this. If you're going to, you know, experiment and you want to take a regular season major league baseball game, then, then do it with the Tampa Bay Rays. Do it with some of these other bases, you know, like the A's where fans, okay, so what? It's not that big a deal. I don't think it should happen at all. You should never take away teams home games to go play another country for the sole purpose of making major league baseball and their owners money. It doesn't do a damn bit of good for the fans of these teams. I totally and utterly agree with you, TC. And I've said this for many years about the NFL games, um, that it's unfair on the, on the fans to lose one of eight home games. Now, And that's why I've always said you don't need to have multiple games in London. Just play one a year, and then every few years you go and do it. Now, the one thing I will say, TC, is there were quite a lot of Cubs and Cardinal fans who flew over to be part of the whole experience. So it wasn't just, you know, you've got their season ticket holders, they're going to games at Wrigley Field and, and Bush Stadium but here they've had a chance to hey what well, do you know what let's get on a plane let's go across to great London a great city we can see our teams play two games it becomes a whole package now that would that is a selling point so that's where because they've got 81 home games I don't see that being too much of a problem but I totally get it for the NFL teams and I've, as I say I've said it on this show many times and I've said it on British TV and got castigated by my producer for saying it that I think it's unfair that so many times teams come to London to play games one is enough but it is a part of promoting the sport around the world so I will have to take slightly the other side I see what it means to the fans to have these sports come here yeah, but you got to remember, Paul, that uh, Bill Murray made the trip there, right? All right, so you don't have season ticket holders that have the that have Bill Murray's money that will come over there. As you know, that's an expensive, you know, trip, and you know, to come for a couple games. And yeah, majority of of those fan bases are not doing that whatsoever. I mean, that's it. So again, especially Cubs Cardinals. I mean, those are coveted games, and uh, you know, now Major League Baseball is is kind of expanding where, okay, now everyone gets to play everybody, but still, I mean, these games mean so much with, you know, within the division like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I've heard a lot of other people talk about that, that, okay, you know, if you're going to do these games in other countries, you know, just involve some other teams, but let's be honest. I mean, really, what is it all about there? I mean, it's all about making the owners money. How is this good for major league baseball? How is it good for those fan bases? How is it good for those players? 
I mean, it, it's really not. And so for for people to say, or Major League Baseball to think, hey, this is a great thing. We expect the Players Association and everyone else to buy into this. I mean, it's a joke. You're insulting the intelligence of the players and the in the rapid true fan bases. I do totally get. I do get your point there. But there's one thing you've got to remember, TC. What kind of person flies across the Atlantic to watch a couple of sports games once a year? Oh, you're talking to one. Right? I know. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but still, it's only one for you. I mean, you could come and see the Lightning or the Rays, but that's some pretty deep pockets over there for you. Yeah, I must admit, I'm waiting for the NHL schedule to come out right now so I can try and time a Buccaneer home game with a couple of Lightning games. Because, I mean, at the moment, I've heard this rumour going round that the Stanley Cup currently doesn't reside in Florida. I've heard it somewhere (laughs) near where you are. That's true, but it does visit all parts of the country, my friend, you know? I mean, players can take it uh, wherever they want. That's right. The Vegas Golden Knights. Paul Buck Power Stewart joins us from English. All right. So, Paul, when I say Guilford Mavericks, what does that mean to you? The Guilford Mavericks. They were the team that I ended my career playing with, and I was player manager of the team. And in 1999, we had an undefeated 17-0 season, and yours truly was named British Baseball's Manager of the Year. It just goes to show anyone could be successful as a manager. Now, you know one great manager, Dusty Baker. I guess now you know two. Oh, this is too funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 14-year career for you, right? Uh, you won 47 games. I mean, Paul Buckpower Stewart, he knows his own stats. Do, do I know what the ERA is? What is the ERA? Uh, the career ERA yeah, for you? 3.24? Yeah, it, it was No, it was just north of six in my career. <laughs> what I do have is I did end up with getting just over 400 strikeouts. Up on my shelf, I have my strikeout for my 400 the ball for my 400 strikeout. Mm. But what you've got to understand, TC, is I, you know, my fastball wouldn't even get a speeding ticket going down the interstate. <laughs> but I played a good, you know, a good enough level. Um, I mean, I once, I once beat a double A pitcher in a, in a head-to-head match. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the game. And just like you've got people out there who play soccer, they're you know in leagues and they play at their own level. I loved playing baseball because you know I loved the game. I played cricket when I was at school. I, I loved playing baseball. Baseball. I started off as an outfielder, was in the GB squad, as we've talked about in the past, and then became a pitcher, and I ended my career in 2000. I, I loved every moment of it, and I say, if the body was still willing, I'd be out there doing it now. Do you have a baseball card? I do actually have one, <laughs> yes. I had made, made A Paul Buckpower Stewart baseball card in England. This is how popular this man is. It's how successful no, he was. This- this one was done when I was in Tampa. They made one up. I've actually had a tryout for the Tampa Bay Rays in 1998. Wait. When I was there, it was their first season. So it was a bit of a publicity stunt. Hey, we've got a British guy coming in. So I was throwing, warming up, throwing as hard as I could. You know, it was just about 80 miles an hour, which is as hard as I could throw. And the manager, the late Larry Rothschild, came over and he said, OK, Paul, now you've finished warming up, show us your fastball. I went, that was it. And he went, well, thanks very much for coming. Enjoy the beach. <laughs> now, now, were you uh, uh, practicing in throwing baseballs on the side of a two-lane highway with the uh, you know, the speed sign? And were you taking a, a baby stroller and, a, and changing diapers at your tryout with the Rays? And you know what I'm referring to, right? Dennis Quaid, the rookie. One there of the greatest films I've ever seen. I know my baseball <laughs> films, TC. I love that film. That's buck power. I mean, that's it. 
That is buck power right there, trying out for the Rays. Oh. It, well, it, it, was, it was a bit of fun. As I said, I, I knew the level I could play. I really enjoyed it. Um, but as I said, I, I retired and I now stick to playing golf because I'm getting old, TC. I wonder, now, Dennis Quaid actually, uh, was, was, he, was he actually throwing those baseballs? Did they get a double for him? Or did, did you do, uh, you know, uh, CGs and was that computer generated? That's what I want to know, Paul. No, I think from what I remember, because I mean, I, I did a whole program on British, on British radio about baseball films, and I know that Charlie Sheen was throwing in the 80s when he was playing in Major League. He really could pitch, and Dennis Quaid could as well. He, you know, he could throw, obviously not in the 90s, but I mean, when it comes to the worst ever baseball player on film, it's Tim Robbins in Bull Durham. <laughs> Has anyone ever looked so bad as a pitcher as Tim Robbins? And what about Brendan Fraser? I don't think he was much better, was he? No, not a loss. And then again, I mean, we nearly had our British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, was going to throw out a first pitch of the Washington Nationals game, but he got out of it. But, uh, incidentally, this past weekend, we had the top two cricketers from Australia and England, Nathan Lyon and Jimmy Anderson, throwing out the first pitch. And Jimmy Anderson's one of the greatest bowlers in cricket history. He said he was absolutely scared bleep, 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 because he was scared of going to miss, miss doing it. He was so glad just to get the ball into the catcher's glove and get out of there. Well, remember, none of those actors uh, had anything on Jackie Earl Haley. Remember that. Greatest baseball movie of all time, Paul Buck Power Stewart. Kelly Leak of the Bad News Bears. That's right. Oh, that, yeah. Nobody I, hit like Kelly Leak. Long, long time ago since I saw that. Uh, to be honest, to me, the greatest baseball film is Major League. Like, nice. if, if I want to get cheered up, I just put that on. It always cheers me up with Bob Yucca. All right. Final thing, Paul. Uh, do I hear that uh, our Las Vegas Aces made it on British television? What is that story? Yes, you did. So last Wednesday, they um, one of the British sports channels, I was just flicking through the channels, and it came up. Las Vegas Aces against Phoenix Mercury, they were started showing women's basketball, the league. They're going to show one game a week on British TV. So now what I'm looking forward to is waiting to see a game played in L.A. so I can see the legendary radio reporter down there on the sideline. I want to see you on British TV, TC. There you go. I mean, you could basically see it if you could tune into uh, any game. I'm usually in that uh, that camera spot there. Paul, so uh, that's that's interesting that they actually did that. That was a day game here, so probably because of the uh, the nighttime, it was in prime time for you. So interesting. I think what they did, I think they showed it was like it showed as live. So I think mm. it's a case that because the NBA season's finished, they want to keep the interest going. So they decided to show some of the women's game, which is fantastic, and I'm all for that. But I just think it was fantastic that the uh, the, the the Vegas Aces were the very first team who got outstanding as they should be, Paul. The defense. Any champions, twelve and one, baby, and you—you you stay tuned. As I know you're getting ready to go night night, and you can hear my conversation with Asia Wilson, the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, the five-time All Star, the face not only of the Aces, Paul, but uh, the face of the WNBA as well too. So we appreciate you uh, following us here. I think that's fantastic, but twelve and one's not quite as good as my record as a baseball manager, seventeen and zero. So they have to they have to take second place to me tonight, TC. Oh, and Asia Wilson does not have a baseball card as well, not yet. All right, brother. I think it's fantastic. I say I, I, I want to see you know that sport and the league. I want it to be successful and continue. And I think it's great that they they're playing. A, they're not going head to head with the NBA. They're running their season sort of you know outside of it, which gives them a chance to get the focus and the attention. So long may Vegas succeed because, uh, okay, you've got a hockey team, you know, you might get a baseball team. It's good to see you getting, you're getting almost as much success as Tampa Bay now. 
<laughs> Next time we have you on, we'll talk British Open. We'll talk Wimbledon. We'll talk more concerts for you. Take care, my friend. Appreciate uh, you joining us. Thank you very much. West End Girls will say goodnight. You got that right. One of my all-time favorites back in the TC and the Soul Patrol days. Oh, yeah.